in the morning. When you want the news, you need the front page every hour on the press box. Nothing's writing on this except the uh, First Amendment, the Constitution, freedom of the press, and maybe the future of the country. Not that any of that matters. And now, the news. Las Vegas will host the 2025 College Football National Championship game, according to Brett McMurphy. He played on either January 6th or January 20th, depending on if the college football playoff actually expands. Yeah, uh, interesting. And, and Brett, uh, Brett's all over stuff. He usually uh, knows what's going on in college football. We at the Review Journal tried to confirm it. Uh, we could not. So we did not go with it because we kind of our deal is we confirm things on our own. Um, let me ask you this, though. I mean, I think we both want them to expand. I want them to expand. I want to get it to eight. Uh, isn't this if, – if this proves to be true, this is this should be automatic, right? These are the events that the LBCVA wanted, Super Bowls, Pro Bowls, National Championships. I think one day – Wait, they wanted a, the Pro Bowl? Get them out of here. There'll be a Final Four there. They'll, they'll have a Final Four there yeah. eventually. Yeah. Um, so, I, I look, I don't know. Like I said, we tried to confirm it. We couldn't. Um, so, we didn't go with it. But if Breck McMurphy is right, then these is, this is what uh, the LBCVA wants. All right. Let me ask you this as far as scheduling goes. Because according to McMurphy, again, if the playoff expands, the title game would get pushed back from basically the first 10 days or so of January. It's January 20th in this scenario. That would mean that the college football semifinals would be happening the same week as the first round of the NFL Yeah, the wildcard games, yeah. And as we know, the NFL plays playoff games on Saturday. Mm -hmm. Would the college football playoff really put their semifinals head-to-head for TV ratings against NFL playoff games? I think they put them on Friday. Here's my thought. Why would you not just start the playoff earlier? And leave the national championship game where it is, the Monday after the last regular season games in the NFL. So play, if you go to 8 or 12, play the quarterfinals before Christmas. Well, you could do that when right. all the other bowls are going on. It doesn't right. really matter. The season, ends, cares. the season ends at the very end of November, right. early yeah, December for the Navy-Army game. Yeah. But So why wouldn't you just play the quarterfinals yeah. like December 22nd or whatever? Good point. And then you get 10-something days off or whatever right. the days would be. You play right around mm-hmm. New Year's like they normally do. And then the championship, the semifinals would still be around New Year's like they right. normally are. And then the championship is yeah. the Monday after week That's a good point. 18. I just, I don't, I, I, I mean, you don't want to. I don't think they'd ever put it on a Saturday versus the NFL because right, they wouldn't stupid. get any ratings. But, and a, but a Friday night's not good either. Like, if you're trying to be in the media cycle, right? You can't Friday nights brute for a championship game. Like you want to be on a on a Sunday or a weekday that's not Friday. So I to me if I'm college football, I'm like, yeah, we're playing the quarterfinals December yeah. 20th. If it's if it's eight teams. Yeah. And and then the semis stay where they are and the championship game stays where it is because I'm not I'm not going head to head with the NFL. You kidding me? No, you wouldn't get I don't care right. who, I don't care who's in the game, you're not getting ratings. Yeah. You can that's not happening. It's no. great because like this week there's no Monday night football in the last week right. of the regular season. So Monday night football is by default the national championship game. It's great. It's perfect for college football right now. And play I don't know. It'd be dumb if they changed. If they changed when the semis and the championship game actually are. Oh, Next question. Standing in your corner. Next question. <laughs> RJ Barrett. <laughs> 
spanked in a buzzer beater three to beat the Celtics. Did you see that yesterday? Or were you watching Hermione Granger and Ron Weasley talk about killing Voldemort or something? You know what? I didn't see it yesterday, but you know what? I just saw it. Good. Whoa, whoa. whoa. Voldemort <laughs> Spoilers. dies. Sorry, I'm Spoilers. Sorry. I'm sorry. I've only seen the first one. Yeah, sorry. Um, I fell asleep. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you, I put I put the video in the rundown so you can watch it. Banks in a three. Great defense by the Celtics. Just banked one in yeah, there. Yeah, just threw it up. Evan Fournier had 41 points. That's What's even it? more. What? That's, that's what I'm saying. That's more of a shock than this guy banking. Right. R.J. Barrett banking it in. Evan Fournier had 41. The Celtics in the Knicks, though. Currently the 10 and 11 seeds in the East. Oh. What are we doing there? Aren't these supposed to, like... The Knicks were maybe a little bit fraudulent last year, but like, aren't we supposed to be? Uh, aren't they supposed to be like good teams? Like Isn't this supposed teams? to be the last two or three years? And Stephen stepped away to t- take another job in the organization. Isn't this supposed to be the time when you know Tatum's got it going and the Celtics are supposed to be good? Like I heard that like five years ago. Well, yeah. wait, wait for two or three years from now. Wait yep. for two or three years from now, and it never really came to fruition. And Stephen stepped away. And it still hasn't come yeah. to fruition. They never, the Celtics never really pulled the trigger on the big trade to bring in like right. the James Harden type player. Um, but they've had a ton of good pieces for a while now. But it it does seem apparent that they missed out by not acquiring a top ten player in the NBA. Someone when, better than right, Jason Tatum. When there have been a couple of them, where that he have could be the number available. two. Uh, I also want to read you this quote from Ime Udoka, the Celtics' new head coach: "Repetitive result that keeps happening." We need some leadership, someone that can calm us down in those situations. Isn't that him? I mean, he's the head coach. Not only that, calm us down in those situations. You actually played pretty good D, and the guy threw it up and went in. Calm us down. <laughs> well, they blew a lead, I think, is more Okay, maybe you saw, I hope he's talking about that and not the end. They had the like a 25 point lead that they blew in lucky. that game. The Knicks came back to win. Okay. But, like, I, I, as a head coach, I don't think you can say out loud, we need some leadership and someone to calm us down when it's like, Dude, yeah, that's you. That's timeouts. <laughs> like that's you. That's what you're supposed to be doing during timeouts. <laughs> like, yeah, there's player leadership, and yes, teams probably need that. The calm down part is where yeah. it goes right to him. But it's like, uh, what are you doing right. over there? If you need someone to do that, just do it yourself. That's kind of in the job description. Happy to move on to the to the next question here, Aaron. All right, Markeith Morris called Nikola Jokic a sloppy fat boy. <laughs> Uh, so Morris has missed 30 games since the Jokic, uh, Morris fight scuffle, whatever you want to call what happened between Jokic and Morris. Um, and then he tweeted yesterday, somebody said, you know, wild that Morris has missed 30 straight games from this. And he said, imagine having a 30 pound, 300 pound sloppy fat boy run full speed and make direct contact with your spine. This is my favorite rivalry in the NBA now. The Morris twins against the Jokic brothers. It's great. He called him a sloppy fat boy. Not just fat, he's sloppy. Yeah, he's pretty good for sloppy fat he, boy. He's great. He's, great he's unbelievable. If, he's, if that's what he is. Oh, I, th- I need Jokic to adopt sloppy fat boy. Like, I yeah. need to embrace that and be like, yes, I'm a sloppy fat boy. I'm not going to say he's I'm not going to say he's not hurt, but 30 games is a long time it is. for being run into. It is. Got whipped last. Even if he's 300 pounds. Well, could have been. Yeah. Next question. Former five-star running uh, back Zach Evans is transferred to Ole Miss. How happy are you about this? He uh, ran for 648 yards in six games at TCU, had a turf toe injury, and missed the rest of the season. He was the 16th best player in the class of 2020. 
And now he's an Ole Miss Rebel. Lane Kiffin's going to have him running for 1,200 yards. Jared, do we know this if it's Mississippi State? No. No chances. <laughs> no, yeah, and it's not going to be in the rundown. Not in no. the rundown at all. Also, Mississippi State sucks. They're not getting any good players. Are you kidding me? It's ridiculous. So I will say turf toe is not something I'd be real happy with my running back coming in with. What did Justin Rogers have? Drop foot. Yeah. What's happening at TCU and their foots over there? Well, they've relieved their coach and and their staff. Yeah. We know that because the former UNLV coach has moved on. Yes, yeah, the New Mexico State. New Hopefully, Mexico State. they don't start getting he's, turf toe he's, and drop. He's foot. excited, man. He's been tweeting a lot of pictures of guys who have visited the facility. He's got the New Mexico State gear on. Very excited. Alma mater. Yeah, absolutely. Back good to he make New good. Mexico State great. He wasn't. Yeah, he wasn't like some stiff. I mean, he wasn't a bum like Hub Arkish. I mean, he was. I mean, he he uh, he he was a good receiver at that school. Great question. Also in college football, Oklahoma quarterback Caleb Williams is in the transfer portal. He was the freshman that won the job from Spencer Rattler in season. Uh, Oklahoma then landed a transfer quarterback themselves. Dylan Gabriel is going to Oklahoma. What's funny on Gabriel is he was actually enrolled to start classes at UCLA this week Hmm. and said, oh, Oklahoma wants me. All right, I'm going to Oklahoma. Instead... Uh, Ole Miss is going to land Caleb Williams as well, by the is way. Is this, once he's in the portal, I guess you can tweet about people? That's what I was in. So is Lane that, Kiffin. You can do that? Lane Kiffin was tweeting a lot about Caleb Williams. He retweeted somebody that uh, photoshopped an Ole Miss jersey onto Caleb Williams, retweeted something else about Caleb Williams. I guess, I guess when they're in the, portal, in the portal, yeah. you're a free game. Because, like, imagine if, if Caleb, if, if you had a player not in the portal and the head coach of another school tweeted out a picture yeah, that of them in their jersey, the yes. of a Photoshop yes. jersey. That would get a call from somebody. <laughs> that would get a call from the NCAA at some point. But Lane Kiffin, go land Caleb Williams. So, yes, that's what you think. You'll have another one in the roundup on Monday. Caleb Williams is going to Ole Miss. That's right. Caleb Williams and Zach Evans taking Ole Miss back to another loss to Alabama. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. We'll see. The Cowboys are currently the fourth seed in the NFC, entering the final week of the season. That's after a loss to the Cardinals last week. The fourth seed in the NFC will play either the Cardinals or the Rams. Those two, one of those two teams, will be the five seed because they will lose the NFC West and be the best wild card team. If the Cowboys end up as the fourth seed, do they win a game in the playoffs? As a Cowboy fan, desperately want the Cardinals because I don't think they would lose to them twice. Really? I do think they could lose to the Rams. I don't think they'd lose to them twice. Is there any task, like just like regular task, parallel parking, that you expect Mike McCarthy to excel at? Because I just, I have very little faith in the man to do, like, tie his own shoes. I don't think they beat the Rams. Kenny Parallel Park. Well, you can't beat the Rams. So, Cowboys. I don't think they'd be. I, 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 I'm with Jared and Mike McCarthy. I just think their offense would play better. I think the second time around, you know a team. You just played them. I think it's. And because it would be in Dallas again. Yeah. I think they'd find a way against them the second time. So, if the Rams win, they are the NFC West champs. They'll be the two seed if they beat the 49ers. If they lose. They could still win the NFC if the Cardinals lose. But if they lose and the Cardinals win, the Rams will fall to the five seed. Right. And as a wild card Be team. at Dallas. And, well, it depends. Dallas could still finish higher than third. four uh, as well. They could finish third. I think they could finish second. Maybe. No, they lost to Arizona. So I don't think they can finish second. So 
it, Dallas could get out of the four spot still. They could get to the three spot. But it's interesting because in the AFC, we've talked about how the seeding might not matter as much because the best teams right. aren't going to be one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Right. But in the NFC, there's very clearly a top five. And getting out of the four seed, I think, is a big deal. Yes. Like getting to the three is going to give you like Philadelphia, who even though they're playing a little bit better recently, but you're still taking Philadelphia right. over, over the Rams, Rams or, or Arizona. Or Arizona. Yes. yes, no doubt about that. And then the last spot is going to be who? The Saints or the 49ers? So yeah. 49ers are probably going to be an annoying team to play in the playoffs. But there's there's clearly a top five in the NFC. Whereas in the AFC. Yeah, we all think the Chiefs are good, and after that, everybody's kind of close enough that you're like, yeah, yeah, who play? Play the Colts, play the Raiders, play the Chargers, and none of them are really that good. Kalon told me a couple days ago, you got to get rid of this echo. (laughs) Can't talk. I'm drunk. Whatever. (laughs) Soccer story for you, Christian Erickson. Do you remember Christian Erickson? No. Okay. Uh, he played for Denmark. He was Denmark's best player in the Euros over the summer. He is the guy that collapsed on the field and like okay. like died on the field. Okay, I and remember they, they that. Brought him back to yes, life. I remember that. While his teammates were like standing around so people couldn't see. He has not played soccer since. Right. He was playing for a team in Italy. They he has. Had to have something put into his heart, and the, in Italy, that disqualifies you from playing, so the team could release him. I hope so. Yeah. Nothing so, against them, but I would hope if they're working on your heart. Yes. They say you can't play soccer at this point. So he has not played, but uh, he said this week, my goal is to play in the World Cup in Qatar. That's been my mindset all along. Whether I'll be picked is another thing, but it's my dream to come back. So until then, I'm just going to play and prove that I'm back at the same level. In all okay. seriousness, this would be one of the greatest comebacks in the history of sports. Sure. If this guy goes from yeah. like dead, dead, dead on the field, dead on the field to, to playing, playing in the, the World, World Cup. Cup. I mean, in all seriousness, if he plays in any competitive match, like if he gets signed to a competitive, like a professional team, and even if it's like, I don't know, the second division in England or something like that. Yeah. Like that's amazing. But if he's able to play in the World Cup, like that's because again, the last time he was on a field, he he died on the field and they brought him back to life. And he's like, yeah, I want to play again. Now with Denmark, is he good enough? I don't know how good he is anymore. I mean, he was their best player. I don't know if he's still good or not, but that would be one of the greatest comeback stories in the history of sports. I don't know if you're Denmark, if you take the chance after what happened, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, you'd have to have every medical professional be, uh, around yeah. saying, Hey, it's he'll be okay. Yeah. And whatever they implanted in his heart will hold up and, you really want to take that chance? Right. I don't know if I want to take yeah. that chance. All right. Coming up next, we found the Raiders' number one wide receiver for 2022. Live from the Finley Toyota ESPN Las Vegas studios, this is the Press Box with Graney and Bischoff. We found him. The we found the number one wide receiver? The Raiders' new number one wide receiver for 2022. Okay. All right. Calvin Ridley. Right. Yay. It's going to yeah. be great. So, Calvin Ridley. He played in five games this year, then stepped away due to mental health reasons. Steve White said earlier this week, the fact that he and the team have been so quiet and he hasn't surfaced, it appears like both sides could be looking for a fresh start. Uh, Calvin Ridley in 2020 had 90 catches for 1,300 
yards. He has one year left on his rookie deal. It's the fifth year option that got exercised. So it would pay him $11 million. If you are the Raiders, how active are you in trying to get Calvin Ridley? I mean, you're going down the road for sure. I think you're talking to him and his agent and seeing where he is, you know, with his mental health issues and how he's getting along, but you don't, you have to make the call. Yes. Yeah. You have to make the call. Um, I think the interesting part is what would you have to trade to get Calvin Ridley? Draft uh, picks, right? Yeah, presumably. I mean, um, Nate Hobbs. <laughs> <laughs> Throw him in any deal right now. So, if because Pearl? here's the thing: if you are if you are trading for Calvin Ridley, you're a giving up assets to get him, but b you're then most likely you don't have to, but most likely you are then extending him right? Because he's only got one year left. So you, if you're giving up significant, I mean, I guess if you would got a traded a fifth round pick for him, you don't worry about it. But like if you had to give up a first round pick for Calvin Ridley, you're no. probably extending the guy, yeah. right? You're signing to a five year deal, much. paying him 25, 30 losing million. him after a year. No. Right. So you're not only losing the assets, but you're also signing him to the big contract where you might be better off just signing a free agent wide receiver in the offseason, right? Like, you might be better off saying, hey, we don't have to trade a pick to sign this guy, so let's just sign this guy and not worry about Calvin Ridley. Yeah, I mean, unless you research, you really believe in it. You really believe in what you hear from him and his agent and, I don't know, any you know all those people around him and how he's been doing If He, he hasn't surfaced at all, according to Weish. So I assume they don't know how he's doing either. Yeah. Right. I, I mean, if, when he says he's been so quiet and he hasn't surfed us all, both sides looking for a fresh start. I mean, that tells me that they're going to part ways. And it, what's your leverage? Because we always talked about leverage. If you know he hasn't surfed it, and you see it, you see a quote like this from Weish. I mean, maybe you can get him for better than a one. Maybe like, look, this guy's yeah. not coming back there. He has no, he has no interest in coming back. You guys want a one. We know he's not coming back to you. So we're not going to give you one, but we'll give you this and this, and maybe you can still get him. Yeah, and so here's the other part of this that's interesting. The free agent class for wide receivers. Devontae Adams could be, but I would venture to tag guess him. the Packers are going to franchise tag him, and he's going to stay in Green Bay. After that, uh, the wide receiver class, it's okay, but it's nothing special. Uh, Chris Godwin, who would be good if he wasn't coming off an ACL injury, right. which you still might go after him, but right. again, you're a lot of question marks there, especially for this season. According to PFF, the third best free agent wide receiver is Allen Robinson, who... We talked about him last year. Actually. I love Allen yeah, Robinson. We talked about him last year. He had year. a terrible year. Yeah. Like, he did not oh. get thrown to. And the, and the oh. reason... Well, the reason I loved Allen Robinson is because he's played with terrible quarterbacks his entire career mm-hmm. and has been awesome no matter right. what until this season. He didn't... Uh, Allen Robinson did not have a good year. Mike Williams is the fourth best free agent wide receiver. Michael Gallup is the fifth best wide receiver. I think you can talk yourself into if Adams stays in Green he's Bay, franchise right? tag. he gets franchise yeah, he's tag. Get franchise tag. I do think you can talk yourself into Calvin Ridley yeah. is much better than anybody else yeah. we could sign in free agency. And you can make the argument to yourself, hey, he's worth giving up the pick, whatever pick it would be. He's worth giving up and the pick. And extending him? And extending him versus just giving the big contract to Godwin or Allen Robinson or Mike Williams or whoever you do it for. This Mike Williams guy. The Raiders have a history of bringing in Chargers named Williams, and it's always worked out. 
From the Chargers, yeah. Yeah. Tyrell Williams, Mike Williams, just keep bringing them in. Just keep trying new Chargers receivers out. Eventually, one will probably <laughs> just work. Just try for you. whoever is standing opposite Alvin or uh, Keenan Allen. Keenan yes. Allen. Yeah, that's our number one. Yeah, that'll work. So I'll be curious to see what the Raiders do. Well, this is definitely a conversation if they go status quo and try to keep the roster well, intact. Yeah, exactly. There's still the possibility they blow this all up and say, let's start over because we. I, if they win Sunday night, I don't think they do. Oh, that. no. If they make if the playoffs. If they win Sunday night, it's going to be like, we're close. Yeah. We're oh, close. Absolutely. We're right there. Made the playoffs. I think we're close. They, I think if they lose, they're doing that too. I think Probably, if they lose. Because then they can say, we were close. Right. We were one <laughs> we were game close. away. One we, game yeah, away. We won nine games. We're right there. So I would venture to guess they're they're keeping the roster together more or less going ahead. And that brings the question as to where they should spend their money in the offseason. What position should they be valuing more than others? And number one wide receiver is certainly one that they should entertain. Right. I'm not convinced it'll be. I don't, I'm not convinced it should be their highest priority. Like, I think offensive line should be their highest priority, at least on that side of the ball. Defensively, yeah, you got to figure out what you're doing with Casey Hayward, right? Uh, right. He, he was on a one-year contract, so... He's probably making a lot more money next year if it's not here, uh, somewhere else. So there are going to be some questions defensively, but I do think offensive line is going to be the number one place mm -hmm. they need to spend money. But you could it, listen. I don't think it'd be crazy if you said, "Hey, we're sending a number one pick to Atlanta. We're getting Calvin Ridley, and we're extending him on a five-year, twenty-five million or whatever that dollar amount is for a top wide receiver this offseason." I don't I mean, think that, if in fact you think he's healthy, right? Yes. Obviously okay. if you get some assurances you need, you know, that Calvin Ridley is good, he's going to show up and good play to go. and be fine. Right. I don't think that's crazy to do. I think that would be a, a perfectly fine move to make because you're getting a fairly young wide receiver and you're getting a really productive mm -hmm. wide receiver. And like we talked about earlier this week, if you, if you told me right now, Calvin Ridley, Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller, that's a really good, good top three. That's a really good weapons wise top three for an NFL team and Derek Carr should have no problem finding open receivers. Right. Like should have no problem with the weapons there. So that's somewhere that I think would be intriguing if they do sign that. Now, granted don't have an offensive line and Derek Carr ends up fumbling more than he throws touchdowns because he gets hit too much. That eh, could happen too. coming up next. Q joins the show from Raider nation radio. You're sitting in the press box with Graney and Bischoff on ESPN Las Vegas. Follow them on Twitter at Ed Graney and Bischoff underscore Tyler. You can hear them over on Raider Nation Radio every day. It is Q. Q, what are you doing right now? Are you on the Madden Cruiser right now? Not right now, oh. but I'm on my way, man. I'm so excited. I don't know. I'm like a kid in the candy store, and I don't know why. I'm a grown man, but it's okay. <laughs> just to say that you're on the Madden Cruiser is kind of cool. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to take a bunch of pictures and uh, be on Twitter, be very active when I get to the Madden Cruiser. Well, don't get too excited because you know Madden's number one rule in the past. Uh, you better inform me. You know me, man. I'm still <laughs> No, nope. tell me, tell me. No pooping on the Madden. Madden's cruiser. number one rule was no pooping, and only three people did it: Gretzky, Gretzky, Matt Millen, and some producer. And some for guy Fox. we've never heard of. Yeah. Well, the good thing is I already had a mind for the day, so I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> for the day. <laughs> I'm just saying. Just saying. Hey, you could have been number four. That's yeah, a very small exactly. list. You could have been number four. Um, no. I think Raiders PR wouldn't appreciate it if I was that guy. You know? Cue your credential is revoked. <laughs> this is why I don't that's why I don't get invited places. <laughs> All right. Exactly. Let me ask you this, Q. Looking getting ahead of ourselves a little bit. How far 
do the Raiders have to go for Rich Passaccia to be the head coach of this team in 2022? Oh, man, that's a great question. That's something that we've kind of been talking about quite a bit. You know, I, I honestly have been under the impression that he's an interim head coach, and he's an interim head coach for a reason. I think that the Raiders get a new head coach next season, but, I mean, they go on some kind of crazy run, and all of a sudden you're talking about them maybe that last week before the Super Bowl. Then, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I don't think that he's going to be the head coach, to put it like that. Uh, now you go win the Super Bowl, then, hey, there's no reason why you shouldn't be the head coach. But I just think that this is one of those stories and one of those um, situations where he's been dealt a tough hand. He's done the best he can with it. But I think that if you're Mark Davis and the Raiders, you, at, at some point you look for a guy that you feel like could be your long-term dude. Now, again, anything could happen, but I think you'd have to go a couple rounds deep. I really do. You You get the choice, and you're making the decision. Who's that guy? Oh, man, now see, now you're putting me on the spot. Now you're going to get rumors started. Sure. Uh, I, I think it's got to be someone with some skins on the wall, you know, a, a home run guy. Uh, I know the rumors are out there about Jim Harbaugh. I think if he's available, and I think Mark Davis can get him at any time. I think they have a relationship already that's tight enough where he can, you know, he doesn't have to reintroduce himself. He can just give him a call and say, hey, this is what I want. This is what we'd like. I think that would be a home run. I know Mike Tomlin would be a hot home run if he became available. I don't think he gets out of Pittsburgh. I think it's got to be somebody that's got some skins on the wall. It can't be somebody that, well, everyone thinks he's going to be an up-and-coming head coach. He's going to be a good coach, but not just yet. I think it's got to be someone solid like that. All right. We've gotten ahead of ourselves too quickly here, so let's let's yeah. come back. Um, <laughs> yeah, please. Let me, ask, me fired. <laughs> let, let me ask you this. This Raiders team, is they're a win away from getting in the playoffs. Hell, they can potentially lose and still get in the playoffs. But do you think they're actually good? Um... I don't think that they're. I don't. Th- I think that they're good enough to get into the playoffs. I do think that they're good enough to get into the playoffs. I think that they have good uh, quality pieces to the team, and you've seen the last three wins that they've had. It, none of them have been pretty, but it doesn't matter about pretty right now. Uh, I think that all that matters is that they're good enough to get to the dance, and then who knows? Then just go dance after that. You know, see what see what happens. There's certain teams obviously that they'd rather play than uh, other teams. Uh, they want to try to avoid Kansas City at all costs. But, you know, if, if, if that's what the cost is to play, is have to go and play Kansas City for the third time, that's what you have to do. But I do think they're good enough to get into the playoffs. Talent-wise, as far as the Chargers and the Raiders, obviously there's more talent on the Chargers roster, but I still think that the Raiders have a, a puncher's chance in this game Sunday night to win. And actually, I think that they're going to win this game. You do You do think they're going to win? I do, just my gut feeling. I mean, I just, I just feel like that they're going to find a way with everything that's going to be going on at Allegiant Stadium. I know it hasn't been the best home field advantage, but I just think this is going to be a special night, uh, just something a little bit different than we've seen so far in the short life of Allegiant Stadium, and I, I just think that that's going to propel them to victory. I know they're, they're three-point underdogs, but I think they're actually going to win by three points. Uh, on the Chargers side of this, how do you think perception changes of Staley and Herbert if they were to lose this game and miss the playoffs? I don't think it changes a whole lot. I think what you'll hear is that, well, they're, they're young. They're young quarterback and young head coach, you know, but they have a bright future. We'll hear all the, they have a bright future. Justin Herbert's going to, you know, lead them to AFC West titles for years to come. And Brandon Staley's the, the next coming of uh, Sean McVay. And, he, you know, he's just, except for he's on the side of things. I think that they, they it's not going to change that much. I think everyone really respects Brandon Staley for uh, going for it on fourth down, going for two, uh, you know, just kind of playing the analytics game. And Justin Herbert, I mean, he's been getting the love since he was at Oregon. So I think that he's going to – I don't think it really is going to change much. This 
game, honestly, is way more important for Derek Carr and the Raiders than this is for the Chargers and Brandon Staley and Justin Herbert. Follow me on Twitter at your your boy Q254. It's Q from Raider Nation Radio. Happens to be the boss of all of us, so we're bringing him on. He's at the Madden Cruiser. Okay, you said it's more important for Carr. Uh, so tell us if he if he wins, how much does the perception change? If he gets there, I mean, he got there before. No harm, you know, no fault of his own. He got hurt. You can't you right. can't uh, fault him for that. But if he gets there, what's the perception of him change, or does it? Yeah, I, I think it changes for a lot of people. I think they finally say the finally word. You know, I think they use that. Hey, finally, he's able to get it done. Um, you know, there's a lot of conversations about the Raiders. Would they even in this position if Derek Carr wasn't their quarterback? I personally don't think that they would. You know, I think that he's really done a lot and stood on the front line. Uh, has it been pretty all the time? No, not at all. But, again, he's, he's done the best he can to kind of keep this thing together. Him and Rich Passaccia. Uh, I think that the perception does change, and I think that a lot of people say, you know, hey, this guy, maybe you do give him a contract extension because those are the conversations that I'm really curious about, the off-season conversations. I, I don't know how long this, this ride's going to go. It could end on Sunday night. It could go a couple weeks deep. I mean, who knows? But, you know, they got a lot of questions. You know, is, is Derek Carr the quarterback of the future? And I think if he gets into the playoffs, I think a lot of people are going to be pounding the table and say, absolutely. If he doesn't, I think there's going to be a lot of people pounding the table and say, no, get him out. Eight years is enough. I just, I think that it's just that simple. Get into the playoffs, and the conversation changes a lot. Does it revert back to where we are right now if they lose to Buffalo 31-13 in the first round of the playoffs? Oh, man. <laughs> no, you know, yes. Technically, it probably should, but I don't think it will because I think everyone will give uh, the, the team a pass and car a pass and a lot of folks a pass because they'll continue to say, well, look what they did with everything they went through, if that makes sense. I think that that's what you'll continue to hear is, hey, they made it into the playoffs. That's all that matters. I have people telling me on the daily that, hey, if they make it to the, the playoffs, they punch their ticket, Rich Passaccia is coming back, Derek Carr is coming back, you run it on back and do it all this, uh, again. I mean, that's what I've been told. And, I, again, I don't, I don't sign up for that. I don't think that that's necessarily the truth, but uh, I'm not in that seat. I don't have to make that call. What percentage does Darren Waller have to be to make a difference? I think at least I would say about 60%, 65%. Um, and, and I'm not convinced that he's going to play. Some people are just saying, oh, Rich Passaccia and Greg Olson, they're just playing playing coy and giving coach speak, and there's no doubt about it that he's playing. I don't, I don't necessarily agree with that. Ed, you know he hasn't played since Thanksgiving. And, you know, they're doing walkthroughs all week this week. They're not doing real practice. So how much can he really ramp up in Rich Passaccia's uh, words? He's coming off of COVID as well. I would say a 65% Darren Waller would at least give them that presence out there and probably be more of a decoy, a glorified decoy, than he would be, you know, a real deal playmaker. But uh, it, it might open things up for Hunter Renfro and Zay Jones a little bit underneath. Maybe even there'll be a Brian Edwards sighting. You know, maybe that can help oh. one of those guys out Ooh. a little bit more. I mean, because Edwards has been pretty non-existent for the last, what, three, four weeks. So that's that's been a guy that uh, I feel like he has moments and he has a lot of hype behind him. You just don't see it on the field. Who's Brian Edwards? Well, that's what a lot of people are asking. Who is Brian Edwards? What's going on? Uh, I think he could be a good player. I like his intangibles, but I, I just don't see... I don't see the production. I don't see it. Uh, so this has been a team they've uh, struggled to some ugly wins. They've not been scoring a lot of points uh, despite right. this three-game winning streak. How many points do you think they need to score to beat the Chargers Sunday night? Well, I said that their defense has to hold the Chargers to 21 or less. Let's put it like that. I said that they have to hold the Chargers to 21 or less 
to be able to win this game because I don't see them scoring 30. I think that they're going to have to score probably. I think the score, honestly, is going to be 24-21. The Raiders win. I think Carlson's going to be the MVP that he's been the last three weeks, three, four weeks, actually all season long. I just think that he's going to be the difference maker, uh, hit one at the end. Uh, that's just kind of how they've been doing it, right? That's how they've been getting it done. So I, I think that the Raiders have to score at least 24 if they think they're going to win this game, and they got to hold the Chargers at 21. 24-21, um, I like to imagine that is eight Daniel Carlson field goals instead of three touchdowns <laughs> and one Carlson field goal. Oh, man, that would be – you want to talk about a good storyline to be talking about on, uh, on Monday, right? Uh, Daniel Carlson fuels the Raiders to the playoffs with eight field goals. Oh, man. I'd be raising my hand. I've got that angle, fellas. I've got that angle. (laughs) Take something else. All right, i got to ask you this. Earlier in the show, Kyler was talking about Mark Stone kicking in a puck uh, last night, and he was, instead of scoring the stick, he kicked in a puck. And uh, listener uh, Lou really wanted us to continue that, but I didn't see the game. I watched instead the Harry Potter reunion. Uh, and I'll take the Harry Potter reunion any time over any of that. Lou wrote in and was so disgusted with us <laughs> that we didn't keep talking about this stupid kick of the puck. He demanded the program director come in and fire all of us. Had you heard that, and maybe you did, maybe you didn't, would you have been more impressed about the Harry Potter reunion, or would you have come in and fired all of us? No, I, I think I would have been more impressed if I actually heard the, the, the explanation of kicking in the puck. <laughs> I think I, I think... I think I would have been because Harry Potter. I'm I'm way out on that. I'm not a one. I'm not a movie guy anyway. But I'm way out on the Harry Potter stuff. Wait, I, how I old? How old's your kids? Uh, they're old enough. They're uh, <laughs> everywhere from like what twenty two. I forget this. Uh, and it's like twenty two. 23 to 17. Okay, so at one point like they were this. young enough to wear the movies and the books. I mean, at some point. Yeah, but I didn't. I didn't pay attention to. Them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't pay attention. That's what you do. That's how you occupy kids. Go watch Harry Potter. Go read Harry Potter. Do something. I got work to do. Get out of my way. You know? I mean, <laughs> do well, some chores. Well, we're appealing to your kids who watched Harry Potter all by themselves. <laughs> Q, thank you so much for joining us. You Thanks, came over Q. on Raider Nation Radio every day. We appreciate it. Thanks, man. Absolutely. Appreciate you guys. Take care. Is that the cruiser? Going to be at the Madden, Madden Cruiser. Cruiser. I think there were more than one of those, though. There had to be. There's no chance there was only one Cruiser throughout his entire career. Oh, yeah. There I, had to be. I imagine there were multiple Cruisers, but only one at a time, right? Yeah. Yeah. They didn't have like Traveled multiple around? cruisers. No. Like it's just at some point it's like, yeah, this is old. We need to upgrade like 10 sure. years in. I don't know. How long's a cruiser last? <laughs> a decade? Driving around yeah. the country for long drives a year. A lot of miles. A lot it of miles is. on that stuff. I think it's a nineteen eighty seven Greyhound bus. And I think he, it is a Greyhound I bus. I think he just went Yeah, just upgrade the bus. Yeah. Take the seats out. What did he buy it with a hundred thousand miles already on it? Well, you can replace an engine. I guess. Isn't doesn't that start getting more expensive than just getting a new one? No. No. Not not when it comes to bus. I level. guess it's a bus. <laughs> yeah. We should buy a bus. We should drive around. <laughs> Where would we go if we had a bus? Up Flamingo? I don't know. Probably to go? probably to your houses. Yes. Exactly. No, I don't think you could fit in my neighborhood. It'd be pretty tough getting in my neighborhood. Chick-fil-A drives the van in. That's pretty, that's always I'll fun. tell you one thing. If you were in my neighborhood and they saw it, they'd give me a fine because that guy walking around <laughs> with a freaking iPad at 5 in the morning would take a picture of the bus and say, yes, yeah, too big for the neighborhood. Get the did, hell out of here. Did I tell you we got a letter saying we need to repaint our garage door because it's faded? Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. We didn't do that, and they haven't sent us a follow-up. So they I haven't think, sent the fine yet? I think they just – we cleaned it. 
So I think they just think we painted it already. We thought we got a fine the other day. Open up the letter. No, we just owe the dues. Either way, you're owing the money. It doesn't really. It doesn't really matter. It's either the fine for the garbage cans, or we're paying the dues. Our HOA fees went up fifteen bucks a month. Getting screwed I, over here. I mean, I'm in the office and the the envelopes open, and all I hear is we owe dues. Meanwhile, I have no our, idea what we pay. At our that damn house. gate doesn't work half the time. <laughs> like, fix the gate. Maybe that's why they got Maybe to charge that's why more money. Sandwiches at the gate for you because it, it doesn't work. It probably was the gate didn't work. All right, coming up next. Have you ever seen a call so bad you wanted to pull the referee's pants off? We're back to the press box morning show with Ed Graney and Tyler Bischoff. Be part of the conversation on the Finley Kia text line at six nine one eight seven Finley Kia. Come see a Kia on West Sahara. We will have Golden Knights tickets later in the show um, to continue everyone's favorite conversation about Harry Potter here. Uh, Vegas Rebel Drew on Twitter has assigned us characters. Yeah. Uh, I am Hermione, which I take as a compliment because she is hands down the best person in any of those. <laughs> Hold on. What? Go ahead. Uh, Ed is Ron. Easy. Red hair. That's an easy pick. Like do you, but do you feel like ignore ignore the physical <laughs> similarity? Do you feel like you're Ron Weasley? I mean, it's certainly not a compliment. Because <laughs> that's what I thought, too. It's certainly not a compliment. <laughs> it's certainly not a compliment. Hopefully he was going with just the red hair, and it had nothing to do with the Weasley or the Weasley family, who were completely out of their minds. Um, he also said, I don't get Harry Potter vibes from Jared. Maybe Hedwig. Who's the owl? Jared, do you feel like you're the owl of the owl of the show? I mean, he delivers things. There was a, if I recall correctly from dozing off and waking up, I think there was a teacher who wore like a turban that uh, like he had a face on the back of it. That was Voldemort on the back of his head. Okay. Whatever that teacher was. You think you're him? You've got Voldemort Voldemort on the back of your hair? No, I think I've got I've got two I've got two moats. I've got is one of them Voldemort? Yeah, but I keep it <laughs> suppressed. Hermione. Man. It's a big compliment. I'm very proud of that. I'm trying to think of who we have on on a consistent basis that could be Harry Potter. It's like the It's really It's like the diff- lucky kid that everything goes right for and is like it's like there's some talent, there's some skill there, but it's definitely more luck based. Like well, Tom now Brady I don't want to put names out there. Tom Brady is Harry Potter, <laughs> right? Tom Brady is a very good quarterback, but everything has gone well for Tom Brady in his career. Right? Tom Brady is Harry Potter. All right. So I don't know. Let's who go with the, famous people instead of people. Well, who I, say, I don't know who comes on our show and not a lot of talent. No, I said there is talent. There is. They're very good, but like Hermione's definitely the best wizard or witch of that trio. It's not even remotely close. There's a reason Dumbledore trusts her to go back in time, <laughs> and not those other two clowns. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you would be her in that in the. Reunion, they were talking about one time, I forget which of the movies, it was um, maybe the third one, where the director, they were getting older, they weren't little kids anymore, so they were getting older, so he said, listen, I'm going to start giving you homework, I want you to go and, and this is why I think Ron Weasley's a, a smarter than you think, <laughs> I want you to go, you know, home from the set today, and write me a, 
a essay on something to do with your character. He gave them a prompt about their character. And Ron Weasley, you know, the, the real life Ron Weasley is talking last night and he's like, he goes, typical, uh, typical Emma, she went home and wrote like 13 beautiful pages. And he goes, I didn't write a thing. <laughs> he goes, and when they asked next day, he's like, hey, hand him in. And, and he's like, I don't have mine. And he goes, why? He goes, and this is where Ron's smart. He goes, because Ron wouldn't have done it. So I actually, in that sense, would like to be Ron Weasley because I wouldn't have to write the essay and I could just, and he goes, and the director said, I can't argue with that. <laughs> According to the BuzzFeed quiz I just took, I'm Harry Potter. Oh, oh look at right. you go. Your hair's a little disheveled. Yeah, yeah. Put that some glasses on and you've got you've got the part. I feel I like am you also s- the most boring character. <laughs> I feel like you've slept in worse places than under a staircase too. Yeah. Yeah, they started putting these things on uh, benches now where they like you can't sleep can't lay on down. Yeah, yeah. anti homeless stuff. Is that the same benches as the press docs on from three to eight, three to eight each day? <laughs> Actually, yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. It's a very good bench. So yes, there's your Harry Potter rundown. Um, which, by the way, your your Ronald Weasley story right there. There's a thing I've seen on Instagram, so I don't know if it's real or not. But it's like I assign my students to pick a character from a movie and write an essay in first person. As first that person character. Of, the, of the yeah. And one student chose Groot. And just wrote, I am Groot. <laughs> One sentence submitted it. Give him an A plus. Teacher gave him a an A plus, plus saying, This was dangerous. You deserve an A.